from bad Tommy Brown. So one of the Merry Little Breezes whisked Tommy Brown's old straw hat off his head over into the green meadows. Of course Tommy ran after it. Just as he stooped to pick it up, another little breeze ran away with it. Then they took turns, first one little breeze, then another little breeze, running away with the old straw hat, just as Tommy Brown would almost get his hands on it. Down past the smiling pool and across the laughing brook, they raced and chased the old straw hat, Tommy Brown running after it, very cross, very red in the face, and breathing very hard. Way across the green meadows they ran to the edge of the wood, where they hung the old straw hat in the middle of a thorn tree. By the time Tommy Brown had it once more on his head, he had forgotten all about Mrs. Redwing and her dear little nest. Besides, he heard the breakfast horn blowing just then, so off he started for home, up the lone little path through the wood. And all the merry little breezes danced away across the green meadows to the swamp where the bulrushes grow, to see the new speckled egg in the dear little nest where Mrs. Redwing was singing for joy. And while she sang, the merry little breezes danced among the bulrushes, for they knew, and Mrs. Redwing knew, that some day out of that pretty new speckled egg would come a wee baby Redwing. CHAPTER Two: WHY GRANDFATHER FROG HAS NO TAIL Old Mother Westwind had gone to her day's work, leaving all the merry little breezes to play in the green meadows. They had played tag and run races with the bees, and played hide-and-seek with the sunbeams, and now they had gathered around the smiling pool where on a green lily-pad sat Grandfather Frog. Grandfather Frog was old, very old indeed, and very, very wise. He wore a green coat, and his voice was very deep. When Grandfather Frog spoke, everybody listened very respectfully. Even Billy Mink treated Grandfather Frog with respect, for Billy Mink's father and his father's father could not remember when Grandfather Frog had not sat on the lily pad watching for green flies. Down in the smiling pool were some of Grandfather Frog's great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren. You wouldn't have known that they were his grandchildren unless someone told you. They didn't look the least bit like Grandfather Frog. They were round and fat and had long tails, and perhaps this is why they were called pollywogs. "'Oh, Grandfather Frog, tell us why you don't have a tail as you did when you were young,' begged one of the merry little breezes. Grandfather Frog snapped up a foolish green fly and settled himself on his big lily pad, while all the merry little breezes gathered round to listen. "'Once on a time,' began Grandfather Frog, the frogs ruled the world, which was mostly water. There was very little dry land, oh, very little indeed. There were no boys to throw stones, and no hungry mink to gobble up foolish frog babies who were taking a sun-bath. Billy Mink, who had joined the Merry Little Breezes and was listening, squirmed uneasily and looked away guiltily. In those days all the frogs had tails, long handsome tails, of which they were very, very proud indeed continued Grandfather Frog. The king of all the frogs was twice as big as any other frog, and his tail was three times as long. He was very proud, oh, very proud indeed, of his long tail. He used to sit and admire it until he thought that there never had been, and never could be, another such tail. He used to wave it back and forth in the water, and every time he waved it, all the other frogs would cry, Ah! and Oh! Every day the king grew more vain. He did nothing at all but eat and sleep and admire his tail. 
Now all the other frogs did just as the king did, so pretty soon none of the frogs were doing anything but sitting about eating, sleeping, and admiring their own tails and the king's. Now you all know that people who do nothing worthwhile in this world are of no use, and there is little room for them. So when Mother Nature saw how useless had become the frog tribe, she called the king frog before her, and she said, Because you can think of nothing but your beautiful tail, it shall be taken away from you. Because you do nothing but eat and sleep, your mouth shall become wide like a door, and your eyes shall start forth from your head. You shall become bow-legged and ugly to look at, and all the world shall laugh at you. The king frog looked at his beautiful tail, and already it seemed to have grown shorter. He looked again, and it was shorter still. Every time he looked, his tail had grown shorter and smaller. By and by, when he looked, there was nothing left but a little stub which he couldn't even wriggle. Then even that disappeared. His eyes popped out of his head, and his mouth grew bigger and bigger.